0: Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, doing great. How are you today? I'm hanging in there. I had a little rough night of sleep. Every once in a while, I get this thing where it's like insomnia or something. So I've been awake since 2 a.m. So I hope to go to bed early tonight. Well, yeah, I would say you're going to have to. Your <laughs> body will make you. I'm just I'm just firing on adrenaline right now. <laughs> so, all right. So, hey, this is episode 90. We're going to call it Cash Flow Confidence. Episode ninety, cash flow confidence. So it's a matter of mental attitude, and it's a matter a matter of uh, you know doing what you're supposed to do, right? So so there's, there's both a tactical side and a mental side, I think, to to cash flow confidence, right? Yeah. And so we've talked about in the past is that um, your business is not about you; it's about what you're doing for your customers, right? And we've talked about, i always say there's three ways you can make money you've solved a problem for somebody you can uh, add value meaning i could do it myself but i don't want to or willing to do what others aren't like i don't even want to do that will you do that for me that's awesome so i always say that's the three ways you make money so you could start a landscaping business a cleaning business a pressure wash a roofing business whatever it is because you solve a problem you're willing to do what others aren't Uh, You're adding value. I could do this myself, but I don't want to. I don't want to mow my lawn because I want to go play golf, right? So I always say there are three ways you make money. If you do one of those three things, two of those three things, people will pay you, okay? But there's also this mental attitude that that people get in this rut. Cash flow is the biggest worry or concern that we, you and I see from
1: business owners. Every business owner, I don't care who you are, has had cash flow concerns in their business. So you can, you can, you can just take that to the bank. Every business owner's ever owned a business has cash flow concerns.
0: As sure. Cash flow concerns. Exactly right. And so the first part about that is you gotta have the, the mental attitude of you know, cash flow is a is a result of me solving a problem for somebody. Cash flow is a result of, of me adding value to somebody else. In other words, uh, the more people I help, the more money I make, right? Whether you're a plumber, a builder, uh, a dog food person, like you're getting into the lighting business, you are solving a problem. And the more people that I solve that problem for, the more money I make. So there's almost like a mental shift that needs to take place that says, Hey, look, this isn't about me. My business isn't failing. It's that I'm not solving a problem or enough problems for my customers. Right. Cause yes, if I'm solving if, a customer, they're always going to pay me. I'm,
1: and I'm, I'm glad you say it like that because the, there's a part of the, um, there's a whole lot of people who are moving into the coaching space and they're like, well, I don't know what kind of value I can offer. Or, or they finally figure out that they're, they're a coach and, and they're, they're not sure. Um, they don't want to be salesy is probably the word instead of looking at it. Like, look, if you don't help people with this, you're, they're going to go on with that problem. And if you're not solving their problem, you're doing them a disservice by not selling your product or your service to them. So it's not just coaching. It's like you said, your product or your service solves a problem and makes somebody's life better. You know, that's, that's what it does. Everybody, everybody is, they buy products. Why? I mean, frankly, for emotional reasons, but to make their life better. That's why all products, you can boil it down to one thing. It makes their life better.
0: Right. And then the confidence in what you're doing, the service you're providing or the product you're selling, I forget who I heard this from, but it was like, if you had the cure for cancer, you'd want to spread the word, right? You'd want to spread the word. So if you're confident in your product or your service, you want to spread the word, you know, if you're confident you can solve a problem and it's a problem that people are willing to pay you for, then you should spread the word. It's not salesy. It's, Hey, I can solve this problem for you. I'm doing you. I've got the cure right here. Yeah. Do this. So I was going to use a couple of good examples that I had. And so a lot of people lost their rear ends in 2008, nine and 10 during the last great recession. And, and here we are now in the COVID recession, which you know, is gonna end at some point, probably be shorter than the, than the 08, nine and 10 thing. Um, but the point being is you had some lessons you learned back at eight, nine and 10 that you can apply this time around. But a great example, I'll i give you, I've, I've, got, I've got several clients and friends that are builders. Right, so so let me tell you how the builder model works, and and if you know this, then you can always be cash flow confident. In other words, right, as long as you don't overextend. And so what I mean by that, so a typical builder will start, you know, it's it's your it's your it's your fraternity brother from college, and now he's I had a buddy that fixed you know basements. He started off doing basements, and he's like kitchens and bathroom renovations, right? Then eventually they move up to uh, building a home what they call a custom home. So I'm gonna pay for it and you're gonna build it for me. So the builder's not at risk, right? The money, they're using my money to pay for the house that you're building for me, right? And then eventually the the builder will get confident and the banks will get confident in them and will allow them to build a spec house. They'll loan money so the builder can say, hey, this is a great place to put a house. I'm gonna put a house up speculating, they call it a spec house, that somebody will come and buy it from me in the future. And for that, the banks will loan you the money to do that once you have a track record, right? But you mm-hmm. built your way up. Kitchens, baths, basements, now custom work, build a back porch and now we're doing a full house and now we're doing a spec house, right? Eventually, it goes bust, right? So the average real estate investor, or sorry, the average real estate professional has gone bankrupt three times before they're successful. So real estate markets are crazy. It used to be about a seven year cycle. The last one was about a 15 year cycle before the eight, nine, 10 crash. Here we are again, about a 10-year cycle right now, maybe an eight-year cycle right now. But eventually, real estate crashes and you lose all your money, right? There are ways to avoid this. There are lessons you can learn. You put the money in your wife's name and yada, yada, yada. Don't be overextending. You're gonna have to let go of your people, all that kind of stuff. Hire quickly, I'm sorry, fire quickly kind of stuff. We talked about, I think I got a builder friend, anyway. But then what do they do? How does they're confident that they know how to make, they know how to build. So, how do they start over? They are cash flow confident because what are they gonna do? They're gonna start doing kitchens, bathrooms, and basements, just like they did the first time, right? And then they're gonna build custom homes, and eventually there'll be spec houses, and eventually it collapses again, right? But they are confident that they could start doing renovations again, right? Kitchens, baths, basements, houses, spec houses. That's the builder model. If you are, you can be extremely cash flow confident, and you are confident that you know how to build right? That you know how to fix a basement, a bathroom, a kitchen, you're always gonna be able to make money no matter what's going on in the environment. You might be making a lot of money when things are great, might be making a little bit of money, but you're probably be able to put enough money on your table for your pay for your kids, right? And your family. And it's
1: Yeah, it's funny when you talk about the cycle they go in after they go broke, they go back to kitchens, bathrooms and basements. Yeah. But the reality is, because the economy changed, and they went broke, they're actually going back into kitchens, bathrooms and basements when people aren't buying a new house, they're actually remodeling their existing house because right. those people are also experiencing the change in the economy. Hardships, So right. rather than upscaling their house, they're actually taking their existing home and making it a little more appealing yeah. while they're there. So the, the cycles are, are, are following across the entire market um, because real estate is a, a huge backbone in our economy, for sure. Absolutely. Small business and real estate are, are the two big backbones.
0: Yeah. But, but that's a great example of cash flow so confidence. There are tricks that we can learn. You and I talk about, you know, teaching business owners to accumulate wealth. I call it siphoning the wealth out of the business. So, so when the crash happens, you're not going bankrupt, bankrupt, right? You know, you're just, we're having a pullback and we'll start over. So there are tricks of the trade that you and I coach during our mastermind group of how to accumulate the wealth along the way. So the downturn won't be so bad, but I'll switch the business on you and, and talk about some other business owners that experienced the eight, nine and 10 crash uh, manufacturing.
1: Right. Well, I'll talk about my manufacturing company. Great. There, so, you go. Um, you know, so from really about, we, we, we went into manufacturing in three. So I was initially selling another product. We went into manufacturing in three and from Oh three really through about 2012, we were just booming. And when I mean booming, it was just like cash flow was crazy, but how did I do it? So, um, It started out in 1998 when I started a company as a distributor, and then I was selling other people's products. Then I built a sales force. I taught them how to sell products. Then I became the largest distributor for this particular company. So then um, I ended up taking on another product and went from literally being a distributor to setting up distributors all over the country. I got exclusive distribution rights. Sounds familiar? We'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Got exclusive distribution rights to an electrical product and built a, a national distributor base that ordered from us. But what did I do? I taught them how to build a sales force. So I would go in, I would teach them how to build a sales force. They'd build a local sales force and I had consistent revenue. And so when I went into manufacturing, what changed was is now I had to oversee the manufacturing, but I built a distribution, distributor base and taught them how to build a sales force. This time I controlled production and all the other things, the limitations from the previous time. But it was in '09 when I had a bookkeeper who really from, uh, I think it was '07 until August 2010, she had embezzled a half a million dollars from us. Right. That by the way, that's
0: 60% of small business owners will be a victim of embezzlement, yeah. by the way. 60%. So, but
1: it was during okay. that time um, we were still doing well as a company, but the economy had changed. Our system price averaged around 250 grain, up to over a million. Well, banks stopped loaning money on right. systems, electrical systems, because they couldn't repossess it. So because you can't repossess it, it had no value to the bank. So they stopped loaning money. So we were in trouble. I mean, I knew it, but all of this is happening at a time when my bookkeeper embezzled money. I was out of cash. Borrow right. over a million dollars. And I was able to fight for about five and a half years, but eventually my company went under. I mean, it didn't take me down personally. Right, uh, It was close, right. it was close, but it didn't take me down personally, but it took, uh, th- so the next time around, see, right. I
0: could do that over. low confidence. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know how to make money and you learn from your
1: mistakes. And that's what, that's what an entrepreneur has that experience you can't put a price tag on the cash flow confidence. Probably the best phrase to call this because um, you know you could do it again. However, when you when you do it again, as you get older and more experienced, you're like, well, I can't put in an 80-hour week anymore. Right. Right. And I and you realize not when I say I can't mentally. This is the mental attitude side of it. Mentally, you know that you don't want to exert that much. Uh, anymore, so you you pick a different end result, and I think too many entrepreneurs don't pick the end game uh, before they start on the beginning. So with dog food, I'm very focused on what's the end look like. The end looks like an exit. I'll just tell you flat out why well, I'm building it to sell it. That, now it doesn't mean I will sell it. You and I we talk yeah. about this, and so what we'll talk about in our mastermind. You build it to sell it, but it doesn't mean you will sell it because you're going to create cash flow without those limitations. Yeah. So. And- and that's part of the attitude you got to have though so so my father-in-law
0: is a great example right so so personal experience my father-in-law has has started three successful businesses right and and all of them and the biggest one was 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 i think 75 million in revenue uh very nice 10 percent profit margins great stuff right and then at the very end though the last business went under and he didn't have the the juice the energy to build the last one right to build the next because he didn't do a good job he could have done a better job we all could have done a better job of gathering the assets along the way siphoning the money out like i talked about but he did know and and how to consult how to coach how to consult others to do uh team up with the who not how i think dan sullivan calls it let's i know how to do this i just like you said i don't want to put in the 80 hours a week but but if you and i want to team up you can put the 80s hours and i can tell you how to do it and how to avoid the mistakes i did And now I'm a coach, I'm a partner, I'm a consultant. So he was able to do that after the three different successful businesses he had, um, because he learned from it, right? And so I think I have clients right now that are going through this COVID recession, let's call that. And part of the lessons they learned was they never got overextended to begin with. So this pullback has been okay. They've had to lay people off, that's terrible, but they're laying people off faster this time than they did in 08 and 09. Because they know they can hire them back quicker as well, right, so there's a there's a nimbleness to this lessons learned there's a nimbleness
1: to this a well lot of- let's take it let's take it up to the next level you talk about that nimbleness, look our government learned that what they yes. what our government did very quickly this time was whoa, we got to get the money out to the public quickly, yes, so that they can lay people off because it wasn't so free. It wasn't flowing freely in 09. They were just giving it to the banks and that was it. Now they gave it to small businesses and a lot of businesses have been able to, to ride through this, maybe with less employees, but ride through this because the government was able to put a lot of money on the street and say, well, back these loans, just get them low interest loans. And let's see if we can get these, many of these small businesses through it. So the difference is even the government learned.
0: Yeah. And so what's interesting though, is, is that my, one of my favorite words is pivoting. Pivot. So I'm thinking of two of my clients right now that are uh, actually making more money now than they were pre COVID with less staff, right? So part of the stuff is you can, uh, it's appointment only is how they're working. Instead of being an open uh, store, retail, um, it's appointment only. And so at appointment only, then he can staff these two different business owners, they can staff the appropriate levels, right? I don't have to staff in case I get a peak. I know in advance that this many people are coming in to set appointments with me to use one one is I use my facility, use my product, and the other one is purchase, purchase a product. Right? Okay. But but the, the point being is lessons learned. So there might be a lesson learned that perhaps they'll run it more efficiently coming out of this COVID recession because they realize that by a little, adding a little structure, they were forced to add the structure during this COVID recession because we can't have people and masks and all that, that they've had to change their model, modify the model, appointment only, or preset the appointment. But the benefit was they didn't get to staff the business the appropriate level, allowing them to do the same amount of revenue or more revenue with less people, right? So their profit margins are, are higher, right? An unexpected—I call the unintended consequences. Right. So, isn't that why they're
1: in business in the first place? They're in business to make a profit, and you know that's what I think. Sometimes, like you're you're describing, two entrepreneurs that are—they got in the business, and then this crisis happens, and they pivot. They pivot based upon experience, which is confidence. Okay. Doesn't always mean why you're in the pivot. Okay. I mean, doesn't feel great. (laughs) There's a lot of feeling your way around. I mean, it's. uh, it is like, okay, this isn't working. And you quickly, uh, what is, uh, I think it's Warren Buffett who says fail fast. Right. So if something's not working, I can tell you, we've, we've been running ads in the dog food business and we'll run ads for three days. So initially our co- cost to acquire a customer is running about $30, $30, $30. And then um like over Labor Day weekend, it was $200. I'm like, stop the ads, right? I don't, yes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to run ads when I should be acquiring customers at $30. Um, but what's happening is so many other people are on Facebook advertising right now. So uh, And so the ad costs are really high. Well, that's fail fast. He, okay, we got we to gotta do something else. So um, rather than pay super high ad costs, we're going to do what, uh, what we're, to, we're changing the offer. Why not give away the, the products for free, free plus shipping, so that they get, get them to pay the shipping. So rather than pay these really high ad costs, we can do these on blog posts and different things and get the same amount of traffic with a lower ad cost, even though we're giving away the food, but we're not spending it in ads. Ultimately, the, so that's the pivot. Right. You exactly. get something that's not working, you gotta pivot. You keep pivoting, and then you then all of a sudden the cash flow starts coming in. Right, right. But the 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 point of this, as I sit here and tell these we're telling these different stories, it's the
0: cash flow confidence. If you are confident that you can pivot, that you can adjust. And I'm pretty sure that that we're gonna have recessions again in the future, right? So so there's a skill that you need to learn that says, how do I take money off the table so the next recession I don't go belly up and lose my rear end, right? That I've got Mm -hmm. enough buffer because I've been taking money off along the way. Lesson one, we need to take money off along the way. Lesson number two is I'm gonna have to pivot because it won't be the same way forever, whether it be change my advertising or change my messaging but I'm confident that I can do this again, better, more efficiently in the same industry, in a similar industry, in a totally different industry, right, that I can recreate this model and do it again, use the builder again, right? So we're gonna do the builders, and I did my kitchens, baths, and basements, and now I'm up to spec houses again. I gathered money all along the way. I know there was a recession. They always happen eventually. Okay, well, I was prepared this time because I have cash on the sidelines, so the recession, I'm not worried. I'll go back to doing kitchen, bath and basements, start building it back up again. But each time I'm starting at a higher level because I've been accumulating money along the way. Same thing if you own a retail store, right? One of the best things that, that one of my uh, clients, he's in uh, commercial real estate, was what COVID has really taught me was I should have been listening to you, me, uh, all along and had the you know six months of cash flow and accumulating the wealth along the way so that i could weather the storm right it it's basically it showed the importance of planning in advance right a crisis always shows you the importance of planning in advance because by the time the crisis hits it's too late to
1: plan right yeah so let, let me uh, so I, i'm on the mission advancement team at my church and so i'm going to use an example I brought over that business knowledge into the the budgeting. So when I came on in like, uh, oh, I want to say 2005, 2006, our missions program was just, it was just in bad shape. Um, and uh, it was actually uh, in, in 2010, when I 2010 or 2012 when I came on. I think it's 2012. But that being said, today we've got six months reserve. So why am I bringing this up? Because when COVID hit, We've had no problems funding all of our missionaries. We've got missionaries we're supporting all around the world. Why does this matter? Because we get letters now from those same missionaries saying thank you so much. That because their support, a lot of their support is gone. Right. And we're we're consistent. Why? Because we planned ahead for a rainy day. So I came in, there was no there was no reserves whatsoever. And now we've got six months of reserves. So that no matter what hits the church we're still going to be able to support those missionaries without having to say sorry we don't have any money to send you right it works in business or whether you're in a religious organization or whether you're in a, a, a charity it doesn't matter you've got to plan ahead the six-month reserve is a big deal oh it's a big deal but but that's so if, so if, I, if I
0: as i come full circle around here cash flow confidence is both a mental attitude attitude right Sure. I am confident that what I'm doing is valuable, right? I'm solving the problem, I'm adding value, I'm willing to do what others aren't. People will pay me for that, and my my value or the money I make is the more people I help, the more money I make, right? So I'm solving problems, and that's why people pay me. Therefore, there's the value that, that I'm adding to society. I'm not trying to steal or, or lie. I'm, I'm adding value, and therefore, I make money, right? So there's a mental... Then if I know how to do that, and I'm confident that I can do that, then you start looking at your own business as a the vehicle, the mechanism for creating the cash, right? Mm-hmm. And not only is it making, you're your, your paying your day job, but now we just know, we mentioned you gotta plan ahead and start saving for a rainy day. I call it siphoning the money out of the business. So when the rainy day hits, we are prepared, but we have the confidence that we can do it again. Just like the builder, Hey, I know how the builder works, uh, kitchens, bath, basements, sp- custom homes, spec house, belly up, kitchens, bath, basements, sp- custom homes, spec house, belly up, right? That's how the cycle works. And if I know that because I'm confident and I know that I'm a good builder, I know that I can, now the lessons learned, accumulate the wealth along the way. So for the rainy day, I'm gonna be better off than I was the last time the rainy day happened i'm moving in the right direction right same thing for for any of this business if you if you are in uh a retail and you're selling a product right you're talking about now you're selling dog food as opposed to lights right but it's the same model it's the lessons learned uh one of the best parts i love is is you're not you're starting out again and you're not doing the manufacturing we got somebody else doing the manufacturing we got somebody else doing the fulfillment so you can start this without the big overhead correct now as you're talking about as the model gets bigger you might change that and take in some of the fulfillment or take in some of the manufacturing in the future, possibly, but you are able to start the business with very little overhead because you knew the value was in the marketing. The value added was in solving the problem of, Hey, I know how to sell stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, solving the problem. Dog what's dog what's the problem is the, the problem is we're solving a, a problem for dog owners, yes. not for dogs. I mean, we are really solving it for the dog, but we're solving the problem for the dog owners. And so you got to reach them. Well, that's where cash flow confidence comes in is okay, this is a, it's a math problem. How yeah. much does it cost to get the customer? That's the math problem. It's so how do you solve that, <laughs> I love that. Math? It's a math problem? It's all it is. You got to solve the problem. And, and as long as the cost to acquire the customer, eventually in business, the, the goal is spend a dollar, get a dollar in profit. When you can make those two equal, you can grow a company exponentially. If you have, right, like in our case, we get a second month, third month, fourth month. They'll, they'll pur- continue to purchase. If you have one product and all you do is break even when you sell it because your advertising costs, that's not a win. You got you to gotta make money, but you, you have to have a plan for the cash flow confidence. And so it's all a math problem. Yeah. And this is, reminds me of the past podcast. We did like a
0: three podcast series that was called uh, uh, Know Your Numbers. Remember, so we did three of those in a row. And that's actually where you know in your profit numbers and you're knowing the value of your clients and you're knowing your cost of acquisition. And when you know your numbers, um, uh, you're more confident in what you're doing. We also talked about during that podcast about there's almost like a break even. There's a typical amount of sales you need to break even. And then after that, it's not a 10%, 20% profit margin. It's much higher because your fixed costs were already covered. You know, I've already got the salaries and the, the warehouse space already made. And now the profit margins actually get higher once I kind of.
1: Yeah. We talked about the upsell and, and it's not discounting on the second time around. And yeah, I mean, exactly. So uh, it's funny. You know, what's funny is I didn't know that, that builders, well, people in the real estate business typically right. have uh three bankruptcies yeah
0: three bankrupt, um, and it's the same thing whether you're uh, i'm just using the builder for homes but same thing you're developing neighborhood lots like a lot of people just uh, you're doing commercial you know building apartments it's the
1: same function i'm just using
0: because uh, i doing that hopefully one of them um, you
1: you're kind of breaking up hang on a second you you it's a said you you were saying it's the same with apartments but you broke up yeah it, so it's the
0: same as as building houses as apartments as commercial as landscape, I mean, as uh, developing neighborhoods, same thing. Business is the same as, 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 you know, LA fitness, same kind of stuff. And they're going to have the ebbs and flows of all this. There's an ebb and flow of business that you need to know and understand and prepare for the rainy day and have the confidence to know that that what you're doing is adding value or solving a problem that that people are going to pay you for. Right. And then once you know this, here's the cool thing is that once you know this, we had this problem with one of my, one of my friends where it's like, Typically it takes three years, you know, to do really well in a business. After you kind of made it through three years, maybe even five years, but, but let's say three years. And he quit right before the third year. And we were trying to tell you, know, hey, if you make it a three, third year and you're kind of past that break even point in his case, and then it's like, then the profit margins get higher and then you're, then you're able to outsource and who not how and all that other stuff. Sure, sure. But that's what I'm talking about. The cash flow confidence is if you know how your business model works, you know your numbers and you know how it works and we know how to do marketing. We know how to do you know, five ways to grow a business, right? More, trans, more leads, more transactions, you know, the, the upsells, the downsells, the cross-sells, higher profit margins. We know that we can recreate it and now we'll have the confidence to weather the storm. Instead of panicking going, oh my gosh, it's a recession. And uh, the truth is a lot of these restaurants and, and businesses going out of business, we're gonna go out of business anyway, right? it's something like 95% of businesses fail in the first five years, right? COVID just sped it up, right? So if your neighborhood restaurant went out of business, likely there's a 95% chance, I'm not picking on him,
1: 95% chance here we're gonna go out of business in the first five years anyway. Because, because they didn't just- have the fundamentals right. Right. And, and so this is what, one of the things that, like we, we, we would talk about on our mastermind group. Let's say you're a builder and you haven't had that one bankruptcy yet. Let's just say that for a moment here. Okay. I like to say it like this. Um, we're like doctors and doctors who, that's why we call the show Profitability MD. It doesn't mean we're doctors. It's Matt and Dave, but we look at a business like a doctor. If you have the symptoms, we can point to the, the cure. And, and and a lot of times you have the symptoms of, of a failing business, but you're three years from failure. Right. You just don't know it yet. You just don't um, know it yet. There's a, <laughs> I can't, I can't remember uh, there's a movie with Steven Seagal where he's with uh, some Jamaican guy and he says, I'm dead. I just don't know it yet. One of the guys says, I'm dead. I just don't know it yet. Well, that's the thing. If we're a doctor and we're looking at your business, now you get our, you get our mastermind, we can guide you so that when you hit that three-year point, we can, I only say guide you, you, a group of people, and all of a sudden you avoid that. So you don't, there's no rule that says just because you're in real estate, you have to go broke three times. Right, right. Right. It, it it does that doesn't have to happen but but it actually why does it happen because you think things are great right now and you don't recognize the symptoms we're all hard headed entrepreneurs. Why did I have to have a company <laughs> that went broke because right. I was hard headed and I made some mistakes that had I been in the right mastermind group at that time, may not have happened
0: yeah, see learn so, from your peers because yeah. Now now you've got a collective. So so our mastermind group, we're looking to add members to the mastermind group. If you want to apply, it's Matt at profitabilitymd.com, Dave at profitabilitymd.com. This is the type of stuff we talk about in the mastermind. Give you the cash flow confidence so you know what you're doing, it helps with your messaging, right? So it's a lot of it is about what am I doing, what problem am I solving, and am I speaking my problem to my clients so they know that I speak their problem better than they speak it themselves. They know that I'm the right person. I'm a no brainer for them to come work for me, uh, work with me. But that's what we do. And having that knowledge of having uh, 10 guys and gals in there that have been through it, that have been through the eight, nine, 10 recession, that are going through the COVID recession right now, having those peers and those different perspectives are very helpful during the trying times and during the good times. Well, they'll be the ones that'll tell you, hey, look, this happened to me. You know, now's the time you're making hay start putting money aside because this doesn't last forever it never does it never has it never will right and And now you're hearing it from your peers somebody that's done it been through it Uh, and now that we've had that we've had two of these in the last 10 years right we've gotten some good knowledge and good experience that you can learn in the mastermind group so so it won't be so bad so you don't have to you don't have to what you can weather the storm more easily but anyway all right so episode 90 cash flow confidence there's a mental side to it there's a there's a uh, uh strategies tactics tied to it as well right that, that you got to have the confidence that what you're doing works that you know even through the ups and downs we're gonna make it through there right we're gonna plan ahead we talked about our mastermind group which is the kind of conversations that we discuss so Matt at profitabilitymd.com David profitabilitymd.com you can find us on podcasts wherever we're po- podcasts can be found we got our YouTube channel profitability MD, and of course we have our Podcast channel the ProfitabilityMD.com. So reach out to us. Let us know. By the way, if you want to be a guest, reach out as well. If you have a topic that you want us to cover or talk about, reach out as well. Um, we're always here. But man, this was really good stuff. It's it kind of evolved. Stuff. And one,
1: uh, one thing that one last thing, confidence also comes when you are when you have someone else to talk to. Um, you know, in a group of like minded individuals. That's the other reason I think a mastermind is real because. Confidence doesn't just come from your own knowledge. Sometimes it comes from somebody else telling you, "Hey, this yeah, you, you got point. this. You got yeah. this." Shared knowledge can create confidence as well, and that's okay. um, that's what you need in in business. So, good stuff. All right, man. Have a great week. You too, man. Take care.